0: So several weeks ago, I did a sermon from 2 Corinthians chapter 12 talking about you, you, you might struggle with spiritual immaturity if, and we shared some signs of spiritual immaturity. There was one I didn't have much time to give attention to, and so I wanted to come back that, to that today. Humble people, contented people say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, I will trust him to give me what I need. I will look to him to give me what I need, and I will not look to other people. If other people have more, that's wonderful. But if they have more, it's not because they've taken it from me. Because I get my stuff not from other people, but from the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you can control your emotions, you're going to be a powerful person. You're going to be a good leader, a good spouse, a good parent, good employee. Add to that, he says, selfish ambition literally it's contentions or factions there are all kinds of factions in our world today all kinds of division employee employer sports factions although if you're rooting against if you're rooting for the phillies to lose in the playoffs that's an okay faction Maybe the family factions of Democrat, Republican, independent factions, oppressor, oppressed factions, liberal, conservative, gun control, gun rights factions, you know, to carry a hanky or not to carry a hanky factions. Those who walk in contentions, walk their contentions into the church. The Bible says, Ephesians chapter four, verse six, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There's one spirit, one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. Factions. You're part of a faction. What's it look like to be a part of peace? Then Paul says there's slander or gossip. One translation calls this backbiting and whispers. Slander is openly attacking somebody's character, their good name, gossip is secretly maligning, kind of surreptitiously tearing them down. You know, it's it, it said, you can get people to believe anything if you say it in a whisper. Often, sometimes in the church, this is done by people. You know, I really love that person, but, you know, it's a conversation about a third person that really doesn't need to have, it's not for the building up of that person. It's just maybe making you all feel better, maybe giving you a chance to vomit on somebody else. But in the process, you're tearing somebody else down. Again, Jesus' principle is, do to others as you would have them do to you. Would you like others to talk about you behind your back the way that you're talking to somebody else about their behind their back? Next, Paul calls out arrogance, conceit, always comparing yourself as though you are superior. The Bible says, in humility, consider others better than yourself. Arrogance says, I'm superior. I have to be superior. I have to feel superior to feel good about myself. The world says you consider yourself first. You look out for yourself because if you don't look out for yourself, nobody else is going to look out for you. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I care for my sheep. You humble yourself. Consider others better than yourself. And you trust me to lift you up. A church office administrator got a call from a farmer who said on the phone, I'd like to talk to the head hog of the trough. She's kind of taken back. She said, excuse me. He repeated himself. I'd like to speak to the head hog of the trough. She said, sir, I'm a bit offended. If you mean our minister, you may refer to him as Dr or pastor, or reverend, but not head hog at the trough. Well, he said, then never mind. I just sold a bunch of hogs, and I was going to give a $110,000 donation to the church, but I guess you can forget that now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, the woman said. Wait just a minute. I think the big pig just walked in. She said, don't insist on being lifted up. Don't insist on special treatment. Don't insist on being called doctor, pastor instructor, to be triggered by words and titles. Instead, whoever's great among you, take the heart of a humble servant. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you, James 4.10. Spiritual immaturity looks like oversensitivity, self-seeking, arrogance. Spiritual maturity, heart of a servant, Jesus will lift me up. Finally, the result of all these negative attitudes is disorder. It means divisions, schisms. The idea is subversiveness. Everybody who exalts himself, who wants to be number one, the result of that is kind of a rebellious, uh, uh, personally aggressive spirit that disrespects others and authority and leadership. And again, Romans 13:1, God institutes authority in the world. And in verse 2, he says, whoever resists authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. We live in a time when we have such an anti-authority uh, attitude. And it, 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 it kind of a rebellious spirit seems to almost be um, advocated in our world. I mean, I think part of the reason why, why, why college kids like to uh, you know, to 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 take these left wing causes that they run with is because they just like to be anti authority. They kind of like, hey, to be progressive and to to lead means you're you're always opposing authority. That kind of rebellious spirit is straight from that, straight from Satan himself. Nobody tells me what to do. Nobody tells me where to park. Nobody tells me what to believe. Nobody tells me how to serve. Now, since all authority is under God. If those in authority violate God's authority, we must obey God rather than men. We don't violate God's authority ever. But as long as those in authority are are, are not against what God would do, then to rebel against that authority is to rebel against God. Government has the right to give speed limits. For instance, that doesn't violate God's law. Government doesn't have the right to tell churches what to preach, or if they can meet or not. The government doesn't have the right to tell parents, you have to let your child transition. That's against God. But the church and the home ought to be a place where Christians have a spirit of cooperation with each other and with leadership, even if we disagree on opinions. We can have conversation. We need to have conversation. But immature Christians exaggerate the importance of their own opinions and not only does it create divisions it makes them unhappy and sour as well as hard to live with. By contrast think about Galatians 5:22 the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control. Paul says uh, Paul warns these Corinthians hey, don't be like the world. Don't have an attitude, as he says in verse 20, of quarreling and jealousy and angry outbursts and selfish ambition and slander and gossip and arrogance and disorder. Instead, feed the fruit of the Spirit, nurture, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. God make us that kind of people in a generation that tends more toward like the Corinthians, where we tend to be filled with things like quarreling and jealousy and angry outbursts and selfish ambition, gossip and Help us to be people who are humble, who are like Christ. Lord, we know we can't produce the fruit of the Spirit directly, but you produce it through us. And I pray today, Lord, that you would. Through Christ, I pray these things. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Pray for new life. Pray for the world.